0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport
1: Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Friday night and to Saturday morning. I'm gonna be here with you for one more hour. I'm sorry. My apologies in advance. If I could sit here for the next, I don't know, five hours and talk about whatever the hell I want to, I would do it. But they won't let me. I get started every single weeknight, Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down in New York City. Me, I am minding my business in Atlanta, Georgia. We've had a busy night. NBA All-Star Weekend is underway in Salt Lake City, Utah. Shout-outs to our caller. We just had a caller. He's like, I live in Hawaii now, but I miss Utah. I go back and forth. I'm like, oh, it must be nice. We talked about the All-Star Game for Celebrities. DK Metcalf thinks he's Amari Stoudemire playing against Guillermo from, uh, help me out, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. correct. Yeah, thank you. As uh, DK Metcalf had 20 points, 10 rebounds, and four blocks, he looked like Amari Stoudemire. He was dunking and blocking shots and shorts against other celebrities, but we knew this already. DK Metcalf is a physical freak. We also learned today that Eric Bieniemy he has a job. Eric Bieniemy is now the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Unfortunately, the Commanders are a disaster. Still looking for a quarterback. And so if you can throw a football five yards and you live in the DMV, you should try out to be a quarterback because you'd probably be a better option than anything they have on the roster right now. Travis Kelsey, he's going to be hosting Saturday Night Live in a few weeks. Good for him. We talked about Tiger Woods. He decided to give an apology for his – what, a tampon issue where he handed it to Justin Thomas? He's like, a matter of fact, this is Tiger Woods' apology. Listen to him. Yeah, it was supposed to be, you know, fun and games, but obviously it's, it hasn't turned out that way. And if I had anybody, it was not the case. It was just uh, friends having, having fun. And uh, as I said, if, if I had anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. Um, it was not intended to be that way. Um, it's just, you
0: know, we, we play pranks on one another all the time, and uh, virally, I,
1: th- I think this did not come across that way. But between us, it was it's different. Oh. Anyway, Tiger Woods made the cut, so you'll you'll continue to see him over the weekend. And then we talked about Michael Jordan, who turned sixty years old on Friday, and we talked about the greatness of of MJ. And I pretty much said, look, this man has defined. Basketball, what it is globally in a way that is, is not comparable to anyone else outside of maybe Muhammad Ali on a global scale helping to define boxing. And then you can probably look at Babe Ruth as, as defining baseball. MJ is that guy. But right now with uh, baseball getting underway, people are popping up at spring training. Other dudes are showing up already injured. What the hell is going on with Jacob deGrom? Texas Rangers probably already regretting that money that they gave him. I want to share with you a conversation I had earlier today with someone who I really appreciate, especially growing up in New York City and watching the New York Yankees. He was and still is the epitome of class. He is one of the nicest, most humblest human beings you will ever meet. And I say human beings because he's not just quote-unquote an athlete he's a classically trained guitarist he's been nominated for a latin grammy he's just an amazing dude and he was an excellent baseball player a lot of people would say or not be mad if he went into the hall of fame four-time world series champ five-time all-star silver everything it's new york yankees legend bernie williams Uh, he's working on some amazing endeavors i asked him about the changes in the game i got to his buddy derek jeter I asked him about Aaron Judge, uh, and then I I had a conversation about something that's near and dear to his heart. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Take a listen right now to the convo I had today with Yankees legend Bernie Williams. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, and we're being joined by a New York Yankees legend, five-time All-Star, four-time champ, silver slugger, batting title, golden glove, He's just done so much. Grammy nominee, it's my main man, Bernie Williams. Bernie, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Nah, it's a pleasure. It's been a while since we connected, Bernie. The last time we spoke, we were still trying to figure out what was going on with Aaron Judge and his contract. I think we can all take and breathe a sigh of relief. The man is staying. He's going to be here a long time.
2: Yeah, yeah, I am too. I mean, I think this is uh, definitely one of the guys that comes once in a generation, uh, that, uh, the Yankees were so fortunate to land. And I think he's gonna end up playing most of his career, if not all his career as a Yankee and, uh, for personal, from personal experience, I tell you, there's nothing better to, 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 be involved in, in sports. Uh, uh, and I was, you know, involved with my whole career with the Yankees and I have so many opportunities, so many things that have happened because of that, just because of that. Uh, so, uh. I am very happy that Aaron is in the team. For a while, they're going to build a team around him. They already made him the captain. I uh, cannot have a better representative of of the club and a, be- a better face of the
1: franchise than him. Bernie, you played your whole career, as you said, with the Yankees. There was a point in time where it felt like you were going to leave. At one point, like how close were you to actually not being a New York Yankee?
2: I think at the time, I think I was pretty close. I, I think I was uh, sort of had that, uh, what I would call now the, the uh, well, I guess I got to it, but uh, the, the Robinson canell sort of kind of, you know, uh, attitude as far as thinking that I was being a little disrespected by the Yankees and, uh, you know, the contract negotiations did not go the way that I was planning. Uh, and I was feeling very frustrated uh, and I have uh, good offers from some good old friends uh, from the organization that that have mo- had moved on into other teams. You know, I had the b- biggest offer that I could think of was uh, from Buck Showalter when he was with the Arizona day- uh, Diamondbacks. And they brought me there, man. Uh, Mr. Colangelo brought me there, brought me down to the clubhouse, and they had a spotlight on the locker room with my jersey and my number there, you know. And I was like, whoa, man, these guys are serious. But at the end of the day, I, started thinking back of what, you know, the Yankee organization has meant at that time in my career, uh, you know, having the opportunity to go into the postseason and winning all those championships, uh, weighted heavily in my mind. Uh, and, uh, the time that, the, you know, the Diamondbacks were still a team and trying to, uh, you know, re, you know, invent themselves, actually invent themselves, not even reinvent themselves. They were in the process of, of putting together a team that actually won, uh, you know, in uh, 2001 but in 98 99 it was just about you know trying to do what was best for me and my family and uh, choosing to uh, remain a Yankee was definitely the best decision that I could uh, come at that point
1: well Bernie we're glad that you did so as we think about just Aaron and the, the rest of his career we know the Yankees are now getting into spring training we saw him just fielding grounders at, at first base. This is pretty much some of the first images that we saw. Do you think that's a future destination for him as he gets older?
2: I think so. I think as he uh, becomes, uh, you know, a more experienced hitter, I think he's, uh, there's not going to be any doubt about the fact that he is going to be a legitimate slugger. He's going to become even a better hitter with time. Uh, but uh, playing in the outfield, Definitely will take its toll on him and his legs and he overall, you know, uh, you know, endurance and, you know, during the season. So I wouldn't uh, see out of the, you know, uh, realm of possibilities for him to take some, uh, you know, take some reps and in, in first base and maybe that'll give the team even more flexibility with him in the lineup. You can play the outfield, can play any position in the outfield, right, field, left and center. And he can play uh, first base and DH. So there'll be a lot of spots that he will be able to uh, uh, contribute to, you know, with the lineup and uh, give him, uh, give him uh, Aaron uh, Boom a lot more
1: flexibility when he's uh, putting that lineup together. Bernie Williams is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show. Bernie, can you still go play some outfield? I know the Yankees could use some help. There are probably some other teams that could use some help, too. What do you have left in those legs? I have
2: one good swing left, and I always leave it for for old timer's day. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I spent most of my time trying to uh, uh, make my mark in in the music industry now, trying to uh, play some tunes and uh, uh, and having a great time sort of reinventing reinventing myself as as a as an artist as a and as a musician. So uh, I have no complaints about my career. I left it all on the field, like they said. Uh, and uh I'm happy to uh move on and still be related to baseball, but uh uh those days are way gone, man.
1: <laughs> a classically trained guitarist, I might add, a uh, uh, Bernie Williams. When is the next show, Bernie? I gotta hit one up.
2: Next show uh it's gonna be I'm gonna have a brief appearance at the Love Rocks concert on uh March 9th at the Beacon Theater. I may have an opportunity to play with uh people of, uh, you know, the caliber of, uh, James Taylor, the Pat Benatar. I mean, uh, the, you know, the, uh, a whole bunch of people there it's, it's a, for a great cause, uh, God's love we deliver, uh, it's a, it's a charity that has been, uh, sort of, uh, in place, uh, since the AIDS pandemic. And they, uh, are basically food pantry. They deliver food to a lot of people in Manhattan and do a lot of great good. Uh, so I always say yes to these concerts and it, uh, from a personal sort of selfish standpoint, it gives me an opportunity to uh, kind of rub shoulders with some of the uh, uh, biggest acts in in uh, music right now. Uh, and I've been very fortunate to be part of that. Uh, so uh, March 9th, is, I'm going to be there.
1: Uh, I'm going to try my best to swing on by, Bernie. You're always doing so much to, to help other people out and awareness and causes. What's going on with tune into lung health? I know this is something that's very important to you and near to your heart as well.
2: Yeah, tune to lung health. And thank you so much for for asking about that. Is the uh, campaign that I've been involved with is uh, you know for the last uh, five six years? Uh, it has been uh, basically a continuation with the initial uh, from the initial campaign called Breathless, and it was all uh, as a tribute to my father. He died from idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis in two thousand and one. Uh, and uh, Breathless was basically the, uh, you know, the initial campaign that happened. Uh, Tuning to Lung Health is basically a, a continuation of that idea, sort of brought in, out more of the spectrum of what I'm uh, we're trying to cover. We're not only covering idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, we're trying to cover uh, all the interstitial lung disease spectrum, which uh, is probably about 200 diseases that are sort of in this umbrella. 200? Uh, 200 diseases uh, that are called, uh, in, in this umbrella called interstitial lung diseases. Uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is just one of them, uh, but we're trying to expand our, our uh, outreach uh, to raise awareness about these uh, diseases that, that are, uh, they're rare, uh, but they're real. And there are, I mean, not a lot of people know about them, but they're definitely affecting a, a lot of people in this country.
1: I hear that. And the the website for people to find out more information, tune into LungHealth.com. Is that correct? That is correct. My man, man, Bernie Williams. Bernie, we know that baseball, the game is changing. We got bigger bases. We have a pitch clock. They're going to enforce boxes. There's so much going on. What do you think about these changes? Is it good? Should they find other ways to attract an audience? What do you think?
2: Well, I think baseball uh, is kind of like the, in my humble opinion, it's probably one of the last sports that are, that we will be willing to embrace change, uh, of all the sports that I know in the, in this country, major sports, you know, they're talking about hockey, basketball, football, uh, baseball has always been the one that has been the most reluctant to change over time, but, but it's also, a, uh, it, it has to accommodate, you know, the society that we live in. in these days, you know, the times that we're living in, I think a lot of people are more. Uh, concerned with you know time uh spent in different uh things uh i know the attention span has gotten a lot shorter uh the days of spending uh leisure three and a half four hours you know in in an afternoon or at night watching a baseball game uh you know back in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s has come closer and closer to an end people won that sort of uh quick satisfaction a lot of entertainment in a short period of time and baseball has to adapt to all these changes in society that we're living right now uh my concern is that they don't tinker too much with the essence of the game that uh 10 years from now we don't even know if, if it's even the same game that we're playing uh but th- i think some of these changes are due to the to the demands of uh, of the fans to have a, a shorter amount of time spending uh and being more entertained and having them more. Uh, continuous action uh, in, in the game uh, for the people that are not too familiar with the game. I think that the purists are always going to uh, appreciate, you know, the confrontation between the pitcher and the catcher uh, and that mind game that happens. Uh, but for the new people coming in, you know, being fans of the sport, the young people coming out, uh, we have to find a way to grab their attention and and gear, to gear them towards uh, this great game. Uh, and we should not lose sight of, of that. So I think that the, the, you know, the, uh, the, you know, baseball is making changes, uh, to, to try to alleviate, you know, those concerns, uh, I just don't want them to tinker too much with the game. So, so it doesn't really change that much. Uh, but we all you know, you're always going to have to hit it, run the bases, uh, throw the ball, you know, do all these things that, that will never change. That make, it makes the game the way it is, uh, but, I mean, I, I am, I'm in favor of some of these rules. I just, you know, uh, be careful, uh, you know, changing too much of the game so it doesn't uh, really change the essence of what, what the game is all about.
1: Bernie Williams is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show. Bernie, you talk about all the bells and, and whistles and trying to attract folks. We just heard on Super Bowl Sunday that even Fox is throwing on Derek Jeter. How do you think your old teammate Derek is going to work out, like as a broadcaster, as an analyst?
2: I think he's going to be great. I think he has obviously his knowledge of the game uh, is, uh, uh, I mean, extensive uh, and, uh, you know, knowing, uh, you know, the the not only the intricacies of the game, but being in a winning organization and having the success that he has had over his career uh, during baseball and post baseball has, I think, uh, I think the time is right for him to kind of uh, maybe just give this a chance. Uh, I think he'll be great. I think he has a good rapport with the fans. I think he he'll be fair, uh tough but fair, and I think he he'll, he'll do a great job. I think he has enough uh, knowledge uh, uh, of the game to to be able to relate it to the people that don't know too much about the game uh to give them the insight of, uh, you know, how people like myself, you know, will feel in a certain situation and uh, I think he'll be really good at.
1: Well, at well Bernie, as we start to wrap up here, there are a lot of Yankee fans looking for the glory years. I mentioned you, I know you have one good swing left in you for old Timers day. There's no Derek. There's no Paul O'Neill. We even heard Frankie Montas is, is having shoulder surgery. What can get the Yankees over the hump for this year?
2: Well, I think uh, it's really, really important uh, for them to remain healthy. Uh, I think, you know, they have done all they, you know, and and they still, are working on trying to uh, give the team some depth. Uh, you know, depth. Uh, I think is really important to to protect uh, Aaron Judge in the lineup. He he needs to have some pieces around him that could uh, that could make pitchers throw to him uh, and not throw around him to face the next guy. And I think you know signing Rizzo is really important. You know, to that effect. You know, signing all these uh, all these guys. Uh, I think they. Uh, you know. It, It used to be, you know, back in the, you know, maybe mid to late 90s, uh, maybe early 2000s, that, you know, it it was just a given to, you know, to think that every road would lead to New York if you wanted to win the championship. Uh, That, unfortunately, for New Yorkers, have changed uh, quite a bit in the last few years. And I think, in my humble opinion, the way to to go to the World Series goes through the Astros. It goes through Houston. And I think as long as the uh, Yankees... Uh, are not able to overcome that hurdle uh, uh They will not be in a good position to, to win this uh, world series, you know, from now on. So they need to really uh, emphasize uh, and put their attention, having a regular season that is successful uh, injury free for the most part, having some depth in that, in that bench. So when one of the big guys come down, somebody else can step up and take the bull by the horns. And uh, you got to find a way to beat those uh, the damn strolls man. <laughs> Still. They're, they're 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 pretty uh, well put together nowadays. And uh, I think you got you got to be the best to be the best. And right now, I think that you know they're they're going to have the work cut out for them.
1: Bernie Williams has joined us here at the Jr. Sport Brief Show just to kind of wrap things up. Bernie, I want to let you know about an initiative that I'm working on right now with Special Olympics, highlighting different athletes every week on a new show called Agents of Inclusion pulled together Special Olympics and CBS and Odyssey. Just briefly, what does inclusion mean to you, Bernie?
2: Well, inclusion means uh, to give, it, it, it doesn't mean to give people uh, things. It, it doesn't mean to, to, to like give things. It means to me having an, an equal opportunity to having a fighting chance to fight for something. Uh, I, you know, baseball for me was that, uh, you know, part of, you know, my, my life that I was fighting to get some recognition, fighting to be a, a professional athlete, fighting to be a New York Yankee. And uh, it, it, the only thing that, you know, it was required for me was to have the ability, but also the opportunity to have that ability to be showcased. And there's a lot of people that have great ability, but don't have that opportunity to showcase it. And and, and to me, that's what inclusion uh, stands for. Having that chance to have a fighting chance amongst everybody, to have an opportunity to showcase, not to be given anything, because you have to earn it, but to to have the opportunity to to have that fighting chance to fight for uh, what you earn, I think it's a really important uh, aspect of that.
1: Bernie, always appreciate you and your time. Tune into LungHealth.com. That's where people need to go, huh, Bernie?
2: That is correct. Tune to LungHealth.com. And thank you so much for the opportunity to, to tell my story and uh, chat a little bit with you about everything.
1: Bernie is the man. When I think about some of my favorite athletes that I have ever spoken to, ever met, Bernie is up there with Pele, Shaq, Kobe. I'm trying to think who else is just great to speak to or talk to. Like, he's he's there. Bernie is just an awesome dude. Like, I'm a jerk. I'm a nice guy, but I'm a jerk. I don't think Bernie has a bad bone in his body. He's such an amazing human. Uh, go check out the initiative. Tune into Lung Health. It's something that's had an effect on Bernie and, Unfortunately, you heard about him and his father passed away due to lung issues. Uh, Bernie is awesome. And if I'm in New York City on March 9th, uh, I will definitely go to the Beacon Theater and and check out Bernie on that guitar. He is absolutely amazing. Uh, If you appreciated what you just heard, go to tuneintolunghealth.com. Thank you again so much to Bernie Williams for joining us. A Yankees legend, but more importantly, Just a good human being here on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. If you want to give me a holler, go ahead, call me, 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to pull out a few points that Bernie made. I'm going to get some more of your calls here on CBS. Don't move.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. What you have, you can't even put a price on it, is you have a platform, and you always handle your platform with responsibility. And for that, I look up to you, and I respect
1: you, and I appreciate you.
0: Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
1: That's a Yonkers classic right here. A little DMX. You've been eating long enough. Now stop being greedy. Thank you again to Bernie Williams absolutely amazing. If you missed the interview with the Yankees legend, go ahead and hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. You know, he mentioned how baseball is going to change with these new rules. He hopes that the game doesn't get changed too much, but I think it is like the we've hit. Baseball has really hit the fast forward button. Hey, it's extra innings. And let's put a guy automatically on second base. Oh, well, we got a guy who steals bases at first base well, you can only throw over there, I think it's three times. I think it's three. I could be wrong. You can't throw over more than three. It's like if we had a, a, if we had Ricky Henderson out there right now, he'd have like 200 stolen bases. Like you can't throw the ball over a million times. I get it. You want to speed the game up. But now they've put so many barriers and restrictions there. And just make the pitcher hurry up. They've already got the the dude coming out of the bullpen. He has to throw to to more than one batter. It's the game has changed. There's a DH everywhere now. Like if I was a fan just learning baseball, like there are so many adjustments right now that have been made recently to the rules. So many intricacies that I only know and remember because they're just like, what the shift like, if you're a new fan of baseball, and this is baseball's problem, where they're getting new fans from or the, the amount of them, they're like, yeah, yeah, no shift. What's a shift? Well, they used to move all the guys to one side of the field. So there are restrictions on where you can line up defensively. There are restrictions on how many pitches you can throw over to first on a pickoff attempt. Uh, there is now a clock on how fast the pitcher has to get the ball to the plate. There are restrictions on how many batters you have to face coming out of the bullpen. Like there are rules on top of rules on top of rules just to speed the game up. Maybe it'd be cool if the dudes learn how to hit a single. That used to be fun. That doesn't happen anymore. Maybe it'd be fun if baseball stopped tinkering with the damn ball. That'd be cool. And so I'm with Bernie Williams. I understand change and you have to speed everything up. But if this is what they're doing now with baseball, what does it look like 20 years from now? And I I know where it's going to go. It feels like that already. Baseball is going to feel like a video game. It's going to feel like Nintendo. It's going to feel like a super simple game press X button for uh, this result, press this button for this result, and that's all we're going to get. Fastball, home run, curveball. Did the ball go over the fence or did the guy strike out? It's going to have to just move by and, and move through like clockwork. Eight five five two one two four cbs Mike is here from Cleveland.
3: Hey, great interview with Bernie Williams. It
1: really, it really touched me and I really
3: understood it. Also, here in, here in Cleveland, I give a all you can eat at a metro park at Euclid Creek for everybody that played uh, sports in Cleveland schools, that played professional football and basketball, and everybody that didn't. And I'm going to include your special Olympic player this year. It'll always be the last Friday. Starting in June all the way through October, and I'm in contact right now with United Way to find the Special Olympic humans people that uh that play these games and the Metro Park will be enough room, and I will have enough food to feed them. And whatever we run out of, we will go and get. But you you have caused me to put that on the map to include them when I start my all-you-can-eat oh, at Euclid Creek from June through October every last Friday and I'll keep you posted how it's going.
1: Well, don't just keep me posted. I want you to take my email address and I want well, to you make you know sure what? That- I can give you my number because I'm not computer literate to
3: okay. uh know how to do that right. because I don't have any of my grandchildren over here.
1: Okay. Uh, cuz well, I well, really don't even I'm going to I'm going to put you on hold and I'll get your information and I'll uh-huh. find out more and then I'll make and been, sure that we find the right person in, in Ohio, Special Olympics Ohio. We'll find the right person, and I will connect you with them, and I appreciate what you're doing for them out there, okay?
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm going to put them on the top of the list because uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Cleveland Metro Parks run by the state, but there's enough room to, 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 to get them in, and we got the, the basketball courts, diamonds. I mean, everything is there, and it's free. Everything will be free
1: for Beautiful. Well, let me – I'm going to put you on hold. We're, we'll okay, get your sir. information, and we'll connect you with Special Olympics Ohio. Thank you, Mike. You take care. Hold on, okay? Don't hang up. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I appreciate anybody who's looking out for, for Special Olympics. Hey, my main man, Marco Belletti, you just heard Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams is, is awesome. You heard him talk about the changes in the game. hmm it's going to be an adjustment for everybody. How how you feeling about
4: this? Uh, there's some of them I like, some of them I don't, but I do think it's important for baseball to try to move forward. Baseball is probably the worst sport at promoting their game, and everything is kind of bogged down. And the fact that everything is, like you talked about, home run and strikeout and lack of movement in the game, they need to speed things up. And it's not about time. It's about pace. So if this gets the game back to showing a little more athleticism and you know, I always kind of felt like the shift, you should be able to adjust. But, teams, but they couldn't. So the game can't just sit there and be stuck. So maybe this kind of gives them a jolt. You can always change the rules again. But it's something to kind of jolt the game a little bit because right yeah. now it's stagnant. And yeah. the last thing you can do as a profession, as you know, if you're major league baseball, is to allow your sport to just fall apart and be number three in the country, which you probably already are. So you got to get some juice in. And if it's maybe getting things to move a little bit quicker – uh, I'm all for it to try something different.
1: It, I, I agree with you. It is just so embarrassing and so sad that the league had to adjust rules because the teams and the players refused to address it with skill. That's like if I don't. I'm thinking of an example. It's it's like if NBA players all of a sudden started to suck from three-point land and they said. Well, let's just move the line in by a whole lot. I'm like, wait a minute, you guys can practice. It's like if the NFL decided to enlarge the end zones by a bunch of yards and it's just like baseball, it sucks that they've had to do this.
4: It is, but like I said, something had to change because it wasn't going to change from the way baseball players and more importantly management thinks about it because it's analytical. So we've gotten way too into that stuff, and whether you like it or not, you got to follow some of the numbers. So if home runs are going to be the way to get more runs across, then teams are not going to allow players to run. They're not going to allow players to use athleticism because they're going to say it takes too long and it's too difficult to get three or four singles in an inning. We're better off swing for the fences and maybe we'll eventually pop one out in four or five innings that will give us three or four runs. So if this jumpstarts a different way of thinking – And a different way of playing, and you kind of talked about the pickoff move, this might promote more running. And if more running means more put the bat on the ball, because if guys are moving, one base hit can actually score a run. So maybe it changes the thought process, and it gets us back to the baseball that I know you and I grew up watching.
1: I don't – good luck. You know, maybe it will. It'd be nice. It'd be a pleasant surprise. I'm not – I'm not so sure. I feel like they're going to keep on tinkering and tinkering and tinkering, and they're going to make it an arcade. Let's see. I I know we're going to have a lot of upset managers. We're going to have players beefing, Mm -hmm. and I think this is going to be a a two- to three-year issue with everyone getting adjusted because we haven't even entered into the world of, hey, the umpire is being told what the the balls and the strikes are, and that will be the next gigantic shooter drop, I think. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport
0: Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
3: Hey, JR, thanks for taking my call. I'm a first time caller, but a long time listener. So, first and foremost, I want to say I love your show. I enjoy it. It me get home at night when I'm taking a late shift at my job.
0: Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
1: It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. It's been a fun night, it's been a hell of a night. We just spoke to Bernie Williams, New York Yankees legend. We talked about Michael Jordan and his 60th birthday. He turned 60, uh, I guess, today, still today, yesterday, whatever the hell you call it, February 17th, MJ turned 60. We talked about the MLB, uh, the changes in Major League Baseball. We talked about the NBA All-Star Weekend in in Salt Lake City, the dunk contest, three-point shootout, all of that's going to take place on Saturday night. Uh, Eric Biennemi finally got a job. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Uh, Travis Kelsey announced that next week, or next weekend, I should say, he'll be the host Saturday night for Saturday Night Live. Derek Carr will be visiting the New York Jets on Saturday. And this will be a prime opportunity. I hope he turns on the radio in whatever fancy car they pick him up in, because I'll be on WFAN in New York City tomorrow afternoon i'll be live holding it down from 3 to 7 p.m and how about this i I think i'm going to open up my show in new york tomorrow about Derek carr and how it's a match made in mediocrity and so stay tuned if you're not in new york you can always listen on wfan on the free odyssey app yeah you can get me for another day and i'll be back here Monday night on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to pick up the phone lines momentarily. Shep, what do you think about the changes in baseball? What do you think about what it's doing to the game?
5: Uh, Jared, it, it it it's got to keep up with the. Uh, Bernie said it the best in, in the interview. It it's a it's a pastime that we love and lured over from the 20s and 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. We romanticize about it. We get all that. But you've you got to keep up with this instantaneous gratification generation that we have. It's not you and me anymore. It's about getting Generation Z. And so they have to do everything they can to speed the game up and make it more applicable for hitters. And that means bigger bases. I know Alex Cora doesn't love it too bad. They're, they're sport number three, and like Marco said, it's not getting any uh, closer anytime soon. They've got to do something about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Baseball ain't no pastime anymore. You can throw that idea out the window. Let's try to get on as many callers as possible I know someone will get online and then they'll just talk forever. Yep. They will. They don't. All of every one of these callers here should be listening to me. You would think so. Right, Shep?
5: Yes. Even even the ones I say, guys, we're going to get to you soon. Be ready. Yes.
1: They're they're not going to be ready. There's no way they can make their point quickly. Here, let's try to get an example in. Connor's calling from California. Let's see how much time he wastes. I'll keep it short, JR. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think the rules, some of the new rules of baseball are pretty stupid, um, but some of them are pretty good, and uh, that's all I have to say. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, my God. Excellent. Wow. Lloyd from North Carolina.
3: Hey, JR. Yeah, good good to talk to you. Uh, your show is
1: great. Um, I just want to talk about uh, Michael Jordan.
3: Um, I'm originally from Chicago, but um, best thing I ever seen Michael Ju- Jordan do on a, a basketball court, he scored. 71 or 73 in a preseason game the next night was opening night in the nba and scored
0: 67 or
3: 69 also i hate the comparisons between michael jordan and lebron um it's like comparing
0: apples to oranges okay thank you thank you lloyd
1: thank you lloyd all righty okay thank you okay lloyd was doing good and then he went off uh he went off a little bit randy's calling from pennsylvania go ahead
0: Yes, sir. I make it
3: short and sweet, man. MJ is the
1: best, and everybody knows that. Uh, all that uh how
3: many times your kids uh you've seen kids wearing Michael Jordan shoes and everything else, he was the best, man. He was domination and inside the paint and outside the paint.
1: Ain't no doubt about that. He was the best. Okay. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate you. Robert is calling from Cleveland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh oh. Going once. I don't go twice. Richard's calling from Detroit. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
3: The ridiculous rules will fail miserably because they're based on a lie. The problem is not the length of, of games or pace of play. The problem is the absence of blacks in on the field and in management, and they don't wanna they don't wanna get us in. It's all a lie.
1: I don't think black, white, purple, pink, yellow. I don't think anybody cares. I mean, the game is, if you want to say anything, the game is, is full of black people. They happen to be Latino. Who, who cares? It's boring. It's boring. What, matters, what What color does it matter? Is there a lack of African-American representation in, in, in baseball? Yeah. There's a lack of interest in baseball from a lot of people, no not matter where they're from. Sheesh. Daniel's calling from Chicago. You're on the Jr. Sport Brief Show.
0: Hey Jr., how are you?
1: I'm good, Daniel. You, you you only got a short amount of time. Go ahead quickly. Okay,
0: no, no problem.
3: Michael Jordan is the greatest. That's it. Thank you.
1: I love it. Thank you, Daniel. Drive safe. Shep, can you believe it? We did it.
5: That's amazing. A full phone line of calls in three minutes. That's very impressive, Jr. They cooperated. Look at you, man. Listen, you set the bar high, and the callers are going to live up to that task. So, so good on you, man. J- J- Except this- for
1: that one guy. What was it Lloyd?
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Uh, well, there was there was a Robert in Cleveland that that uh, forgot that we still had a segment going, and and so uh, I said, Robert. Oh, was that
1: you- the guy who didn't pick
5: up? Yeah, or it was the guy who didn't pick up. Yes, yes.
1: Was he there? Do you think he was there? He was there, when I spoke to him. So he's like Casper the Friendly Ghost. You know,
5: um, Zach Gell put out a a, a clip of, of our, our viewer boy, Bob from Maryland, and it's almost at like 50,000 views. Did you know that?
1: Bob from Maryland.
5: Yeah. When you when he calls in, I, I, I'll point him out to you. You'll Did know Bob
1: him. offer me his sister in marriage?
5: <laughs> I don't know. I think that was rich. Wait, Chicago. Bob is the older guy. Bob's the really old, Bob, Bob. Hi, hi Jane
1: Yeah, what it, well, don't disrespect him, no, but what no, happened no, with Bob? No,
5: no, I wasn't trying to disrespect him or imitate him in a, in a, in Well, what happened way? with Bob? We're running out of time. He was running. He was basically – they were going back and forth about Lamar Jackson, and, and Bob was saying he was right, and it's, it's gone viral. I don't know, but Bob's Bob's our guy. He's not Zach Gelb's guy.
1: I don't got no guy. That's God fair. bless Bob and God bless <laughs> Zach. Good but, for them. I'm happy. But the Bob.
5: the, the whole, whole reason I bring that up is because I think when you get to the 140 hour – the older guys, it's about 50-50. If they're over the age of 70, they'll be asleep by the time we get to them at 140, even if we speak to them at 135 to be ready to go on.
1: Nobody falls asleep here, shut What the hell are you talking about?
5: Because it's so late for some of those No, people.
1: nobody falls asleep here. What are you talking nobody about? Nobody
5: falls asleep here. I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: You're right. Yeah, who falls asleep? Nobody. What are you talking about? Nobody. Exactly. It's You're the JR Sport Brief <laughs> Show on CBS Sports Radio. Is done, okay? We'll be back with you Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you miss me, you can listen to me tomorrow. I'll be talking to New York City about New York City sports at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen on the free Odyssey app. The JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. It's done. Enjoy the all-star break. Make fun of the dunk contest. Make fun of everything that will be terrible. We'll come back Monday and do it as well. Follow Shep, the Good Shepherd underscore. The JR Sport Brief is done. Don't go anywhere here on CBS Sports Radio. Rich Herrera, he's coming up next. Don't move.